Welcome to Spiritful Wanderings. I'm here tonight with Courtney and Terry B. Moore is our guest. We're talking about meditation and mindfulness. Meditation. Mm. What is meditation? There's, I mean, meditation is a pretty big word, really. I mean, it can be yeah. exactly, you know, you can meditate on all kinds of things. You can meditate on a candle. or um, So there's all kinds of different types of meditation. So mm. I guess the better question would be what type of, mm. what, uh, what is meditation? What would you say, Michelle? Yeah. Um, well, I've experimented with a lot of types of meditation, and I've learned from a lot of dif- different teachers. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's one person that taught me meditation while listening to pop music. <laughs> right. So it really, I don't think these days meditation is definable other than, I guess, some characteristics for me are that you're getting in touch with a part of you that is still and Mm. observant and you're becoming connected to your own awareness Mm -hmm. of what's happening in your body and in your surroundings Mm -hmm. and just noticing i think yeah coming to a place of peace Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. trying to find peace inside and Mm -hmm. people look to meditation you know for peace and for happiness really yeah, it's like what's coming to mind for me. It's like a, it, it always feels to me like a clearing away. Like there's something that's happening or it's like clearing away. Like a cleansing. Like a cleansing. Mm-hmm. It's like a spaciousness. And and I don't know why this word is coming for me right now, but there's something about focus. Of course. Yeah, there's like something about intentional focus. Mm-hmm. But then I guess the focus depends on what the meditation is, like whether it's your body or mm-hmm. your mind or your third eye or a certain, like you yeah. said, a candle. Or So, I mean, the technique that we're mostly familiar with is probably Vipassana. It's a very popular... Uh, have you been to Vipassana? No. So you've been to Vipassana, right, Rochelle? Yeah, a couple times. And um, so in Vipassana, you focus on the, um, the breath for three days. Mm-hmm. And you, you focus... Uh, the type of focus that you do is um, is what I'm learning about now to change the focus that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I could go off on this a little bit because uh, <laughs> You're it's been, uh, you know, I've been practicing this technique of meditation for 20 years. And, you know, you have your ups and downs in, this te- in your meditation. Sometimes you have these real highs. Like where you achieve uh, or feel this very blissful, beauty, beautiful, heavenly states inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't last. So what happens is you end up craving that and wanting that. So it, it brings you back to this same spot of actually sometimes even, sometimes not necessarily even a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, I'd like to just mention... Um, that in the last 
I don't know if I've told you. I've, I think I mentioned to you that I was changing my style mm. of of the technique. Mm. So there's a guy named Vimal Ramsey mm. who, um, yeah, he uh, he worked with the Vipassana technique for 20 years. And then in the end, after 20 years, he was quite a renowned um, a North American monk. And um, he went to Burma and he did a two-year course, like two years solid, like all day meditating for two years um, as the culmination or the end result or whatever the big to-do to finish up his, you know, his bachelor degree in meditation, whatever you want to call it, right? <laughs> so uh, anyways, he finished like two years solid meditation um, and then his teachers in, in Burma, which this was all in the, the traditional... Um, um, Vipassana technique, like the the Burmese mm-hmm. um, meditation technique that we've done in Vipassana, mm-hmm. and um, so he found they so they wanted him to go and teach. Now, at that point, they wanted him to go and teach around um, Asia, etc. And he just didn't feel that um, he was at a spot where um, what it's, what it says in the suttas which are the teachings of the Buddha, um, that he was in a place of peace like it, like he should be. Mm-hmm. After, you know, what he wasn't, hadn't achieved what he, mm. what he felt he, he should achieve. Mm. So um, he ended up um, teaching loving-kindness meditation instead. And while he was teaching loving-kindness meditation, he met, the, uh, he met a monk, and the monk questioned him on what he was teaching and how he was teaching. And he said, yeah, that's good. But he said, you should go straight to the suttas and learn the suttas yourself. Mm-hmm. And go, because all of Vipassana is, straight for, is from commentaries. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So long story short, he, uh, he, he got the suttas and he went and he lived in a cave for, I don't know, two months or something, a long time by himself. And he studied suttas and 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 came up with all these. I mean, it was it was just like he had lights. He had light bulbs going off all the time because uh, he was rediscovering the teaching of the Buddha. Basically, mm-hmm. um, I mean, this is his story, uh-huh. uh, believe it or not. Um, um, so I met my friend Ben, who I met at Vipassana. Um, found this Vimala Ramsey guy. Mm. And took a couple of courses with him and was blown away at how fast you move ahead. Because there's these things called the jhanas. Have you heard of jhanas? I have, yeah. Jhanas are like, they're nothing to do with Vipassana. But they're actually about, I mean, they're a huge part of the Buddhist teaching. You can't read any of the commentaries without finding out about the jhanas. Mm -hmm. There's like eight jhanas that you go through. The first jhana is basically happiness. Mm -hmm. So if you're happy you're in a jhana. Mm. Then then um, you go into the second jhana, third jhana, fourth jhana, fifth, and so on. So, um, yeah, he teaches the jhanas, and uh, you learn how to go through these jhanas. And uh, the technique of meditation, like you're, if you're watching the breath, for example, you don't actually watch it anywhere. There's nowhere in the suttas that it says to nostril, Okay. Which at Vipassana, you you focus right at the tip of your nostril here to watch the breath. Mm-hmm. 
That's not in the teachings of the uh, commentaries. Mm-hmm. It's, there's it's nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. If you check out this guy Vimal Ramsey online, it's uh, it's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. He reads the t- he's like, and, and I've read I've read the teachings of the Buddha for years, mm-hmm. and for the last twenty years, and um, it's uh, I was always confused because I was like, <clears throat> what I'd learned at Vipassana was not. There's going to be a lot of Vipassana people, if, if they hear this, they might be a little offended. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, the teaching of Vipassana is very beautiful in that it, uh, I mean, it helped my life immensely, I can't say. Mm-hmm. And, and, but quite honestly, with this new technique where you don't try, mm-hmm. like you just, for this, instead of focusing, it's called one-pointed concentration. With Vipassana, it's one-pointed. You're focusing your mind, and you're narrowing your mind to this one spot. Mm-hmm. And and then you take it, your mind around your body, and you're, and you're focusing on, you're pinpointing different parts of your body. That's yeah, very disciplined. <laughs> yeah, and none of that is anywhere in the suttas. Mm-hmm, none mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. That exact technique that they teach in Vipassana is not in the suttas, which mm-hmm. the suttas are the teachings of the Buddha. Mm-hmm. So Vimala Ramsey, this guy, came up and he went and he rediscovered that when you watch the breath, it doesn't say anything about where to watch it. You just know you're breathing. Mm-hmm. You know you're taking in a, a, a short breath and you know you're taking in a long breath. <sighs> and um, anyways... Um, I found that the results are uh, really quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's what do a lot, you notice is different um, than the other way? You easily go into a very relaxed place. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're more aware of your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so the technique that I've been doing, there's different techniques that the Buddha taught. So I decided to go to the suttas myself. And so I came up with, uh, I never came up with it. I was reading, um, the Buddha went out to teach his son Raul how to watch the breath, the technique of watching the breath. And one of the things he said to him was, um, um, you, 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 you watch, you know you're breathing in, you know you're breathing out, and at the same time, you know if you're breathing in a deep breath or breathing in a shallow breath, and you know you're breathing out a shallow breath or a deep breath, mm-hmm. and um, you're sensitive to your mind at the same time. Mm-hmm. Which in Vipassana, and the Sati the Sati course, which they do at Vipassana, it has that right in the book. It says it in the book. Mm-hmm. So I went to the teacher and I said, you know, it's saying to observe my mind. Mm-hmm goes, no, you don't observe your mind. You just observe your sensations because your sensations are in touch with your mind. Mm. So I argued it back and forth with them and they wouldn't, they wouldn't allow that at Vipassana. Mm-hmm. And it was right in the book that they give you right there, the Satipatthana Sutta. Um, mm. So that's the technique I've been doing and um, as well as loving-kindness technique, mm. uh, which is uh, you go into the jhanas, which are very beautiful states. Um, uh, you can meditate much longer, very easy. Mm. With Vipassana, as a practice, if you have time to practice lots, 
um, you know, two hours a day is pretty good if you can do that. But where I live, living by myself and way out in the middle of nowhere, I have lots of time. So if the meditation gets going where I'm super relaxed and the meditation's going really sweet, like it's not unusual now, but with Vipassana, it would be unusual for me to meditate more than an hour. I'd really right. have to push it because uh -huh. you're trying so hard. Yeah. Oh, with this yeah. technique, you just get happy. Yeah. And for each jhana is more happy and more peace uh -huh. and more, it, they just, they go in levels. Uh -huh. And uh, you easily, so it's not unusual to sit down and just, after your mind just starts getting super relaxed, um, you go into these different jhanas, and it's uh, easy to easy to meditate for two, three hours yeah, at a time. That sounds more hopeful because these days it seems like people really want something that doesn't require a huge amount of effort. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I mean, to me, mm -hmm. achieving um, an aware or enlightened state requires a huge amount of effort. Uh, <laughs> so well, yeah. I guess <clears throat> it just depends. I mean, I found it so doesn't though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't try. Mm -hmm. If you're trying, mm -hmm. that's you being there, doing mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. You just relax. <clears throat> Stop trying so hard. That's mm -hmm. what that's what Vimala Ramsey says. Stop yeah. trying so hard. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting because when you know, can I share a little bit about of my course, journey yeah, meditation? Of course. Is when I was in my early twenties, like I'd never studied meditation, like I never mm -hmm. had. And so I just started doing this thing. <laughs> where I would just spend hours just sitting really quietly and just being present. Wow. Just like, just getting really present with sounds mm -hmm. around me, getting really present with what I was feeling inside. And I just started doing this for hours and hours. Wow. Yeah. How and old were you? What I, like in my early 20s. Right. And I was spending, at this time, I was doing a lot of healing work and I was spending a lot of time alone. I was just spending lots of, and I just... I ended up taking two years off work and I lived in this really beautiful house that had these big trees and I just, and what I started noticing is if I just did that for like, like three, four hours a day, I was just like watching layers of stuff, just like leaving, you know, but it was like, I wasn't following anything, right? I was mm -hmm. just like being with myself, <laughs> like I was just being wow. there and... Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I wonder, like, I must have learned that in a past life, or I don't know, or is that just innate in us? But then what was neat is years later, I ended up meeting my friend David, and I started just telling him about these experiences I was having. And he had spent his whole life in ashrams and Vipassana and studying the Buddha. Mm -hmm. He's like, you're describing, like, the jhanas. You're describing, you know, so he starts right, telling me right. and putting words to the experience I was having. But what I think is really fascinating about that story or that experience that I had is the not trying. Like, because there mm -hmm. wasn't any part of me that was trying to get anywhere or trying to do anything. It was just the, like, being with. Mm. Yeah. Right? With yourself. Yes. It was just being with. And, yeah. then, and then I started to, like, go into these amazing states and started to go through a huge spiritual awakening. But the whole thing was I wasn't trying to do anything. <laughs> right? Like, there right. wasn't any... Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I love what you're saying about I wanted to do it for hours because it was so amazing. Mm -hmm. And what I was, and I mean, there, I was also being present with like not amazing things, but there was something amazing about that, mm -hmm. you know? Definitely, and so yeah. I just think there's 
something about yeah the not trying <laughs> yeah it's almost like the not trying. the same thing if you were to meet a new friend <clears throat> say you're going to meet a new friend and if that person's trying really hard it doesn't feel authentic uh-huh. so it's like you're you're creating a space to befriend yourself, right. to witness yourself, to show up for yourself. Mm, I like that. And that's what allowed those layers to dissipate uh-huh. because there was no trying. Yes, there was no trying. And there was nobody around telling me what I was doing or having ideas about what I was doing. What would you focus on? Just like um, For me, it was a lot of noticing. I was doing a lot of moving between noticing things outside of me like sounds like nature sounds stuff like that and then also just noticing my sensation inside or like watching my thoughts but not being my thoughts but I I really think I was just learning how to just be present with whatever was happening that's right like yeah just -hmm. whatever was happening and Mm -hmm. I remember and even now I'm always so relieved (laughs) when I meditate because for me it's not even about getting anywhere it's just that relief when you're like oh it's all allowed. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, just whatever is, is. Whatever yeah, is. Just, and then there's just like, oh, thank God. Yeah, if it's, if it's good or bad, whatever it is, you know. Courtney slumps back in her chair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that sounds beautiful, like, uh, yeah. your experience in that. Like, it's, it's kind of unusual, actually. Yeah. Like because I was searching for a meditation, but I didn't, uh, I never discovered one. I was, I guess I was too busy, uh, you know, shwilling and. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Party and, uh, <laughs> yeah and what you say Courtney reminds me of just the other day I was doing meditation with my daughter who's 12 years old and so we meditated and then I asked her what her experience was and she says well I was sitting there because we had a gong meditation I was just Ooh. listening to these gongs and they swell and they get really loud and at moments it feels like the sound's just going to take you over it's kind of this edge of scary and enjoyable. (laughs) So she's describing that back to me. Well, I felt like the gongs were going to take me over. And then I heard the cat jump up on something and I started wondering if I'd fed the cat. And I noticed my thought that I had that thought about Uh that. And then I noticed this. And then, so I said, well, you're meditating Uh because you're aware of what's Uh happening. Normally, would you watch your thought that Uh you were worried about Mm -hmm. the cat or Uh that that sound was happening? She's like, no. And I said, well, that's the first step. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's beautiful to, uh, that she has uh, the experience of meditating so young, you know, learning Uh that from you. It's amazing. Yeah. I think it's a really wonderful offering to give children. Mm Mm-hmm. And a great way to start for people listening who have children is reading guided meditations to your kids, mm. maybe before they go to bed, mm-hmm. right? and just helping them to <clears throat> feel relaxed enough that then they can start to connect to what's happening mm. in their bodies or in their minds. Is that something? I have a question. Is meditating something that children, like, did you see that that was accessible for them or is that as they develop like is it a a certain stage of development Hmm. because i've heard somebody say something about i don't know if this is true but something about the development of the brain like it's actually a higher level capacity Uh that develops Uh not that you can't be in the present moment as a child but there's something about the um capacity to be yeah, present. developmentally yeah like in the yeah. brain um i'm just curious yeah i don't know about uh-huh. that uh-huh. i mean i'm always curious about child development i think we've done so little research there yeah. but yeah. i noticed with my own i mean i didn't do much with my son in this realm but with my daughter 
um, yeah, the capacity was there quite early for uh-huh. tuning into herself and being able to relay her inner world to me. Cool. And with my son, it was different because he would have more experiences internally that he would share with us that were kind of more mystical. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> we didn't necessarily meditate. Right. Yeah. Mm, fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, coming back around to Vipassana, um, my experiences there were that it was rigorous <laughs> mm-hmm. and very intense. I mean, and I I liked it because I like heavy structure to mm-hmm. help me feel disciplined. Right. Um, but I, on the two different occasions I went there, they were completely different for me because the first time I went, I was in a fairly neutral place and I really, uh, gleaned a lot from the process. I learned a lot. I entered some really powerful states of what I would say were equivalent to taking LSD. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was really quite exciting that I knew I could have that naturally, but fleeting too, right? Like you said, Terry, mm-hmm. that then you come home and you meditate. And I was like, yay, I'm getting the experience again. That nice feeling. Oh, yay. But then when you don't, it's you can't be mm-hmm. attached. But the second time I went, I was in a really unhealthy physical and mental place. And I would say that being there made it harder. It be perhaps, perhaps worsened. Hmm my situation right. at that time. So I think, you know, it's almost like you need a little line of caution. How many courses <laughs> did you go to? I went to two. Two, yeah. I went yeah. to something like 18 or 19 mm. or something. Oh, I and I did a 20-day at one point. And, you know, I mean, if I if I go back, I'm definitely going to do this technique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot easier. <laughs> it's just so much easier. Yeah, it's a, well, and the, the with well, co- according to Vimala Ramsey, what he says, this guy that rediscovered this technique of making it easy. Um, <laughs> um, so, when like the teaching of the Buddha in a nutshell of, is like to um, cultivate wholesome states mm-hmm. and to abandon unwholesome states. Mm-hmm. So, in this technique. With Vipassana, when you're practicing and you're you're so striving so hard on this one spot for three days and then then it becomes stressful because you're looking for sensations, you know, you're trying to find this. And um, with this technique um, of always focusing really hard, according to Vimala Ramsey, it suppresses the hindrances. So mm-hmm. if there's... There's these defilements that we all carry around with us in our karma, yeah. mm-hmm. and so we want we want is that karma, that old negative karma, to come up, and we want it to go, and let it go. So with this technique now, um, with just a softening up of it, it allows the hindrances to come up, mm-hmm. and then you can let them go. Mm-hmm. So the hindrances come up in the form of distractions. So when you're meditating. Um, and you see there's been a distraction, you work with that, you specifically work with that distraction. Mm-hmm. You release it by mm-hmm. putting your attention back on the, the meditation object, whatever you're meditating mm-hmm. on, whether it's loving kindness or the breath or 
or sensations or the body. So by not putting your attention on it, it's released automatically? You, you release it, mm-hmm. then re- then you consciously relax. It doesn't always go away completely, mm-hmm. but you, you're working with it intentionally, working mm-hmm. with the distraction every time. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Vipassana, you wouldn't spend the time, you would just you know, come back to your attention and you would come back with a, like the, the, ten, the, um, the distraction causes the mind to kind of tighten up and mm-hmm. get, you know, tense. And, mm-hmm. and so, um, and that's the hindrances mm-hmm. and because um, it's a craving, you're wanting mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. So with this technique, you, you they do what's called the six R's. You release, you recognize that you've been distracted, release the distraction, um, relax, smile in this technique you smile mm-hmm. the whole time mm-hmm. so you're smiling and the smile the smile is the positive thing that you're cultivating mm-hmm. a positive thing is the smile so you just smile all the time mm-hmm. um re-smile and return to the meditation object and repeat so it's called the six r's so you do that every time you get distracted mm, that sounds so, so gentle yeah mm-hmm. it's really good and so your smile even if you don't feel like it in your meditation, you might be going through stuff or whatever. You just keep, you just smile yeah. while you're meditating. Some good brain science to back that up. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, that's a big part of this meditation. And you just smile yeah. all the time. So. <laughs> yeah. And I find like Courtney as well you, with experimenting, as you were saying, <clears throat> can really help us to find a way like, you know, Terry, you trying a new technique mm. and, and then, like I was saying, the guy that taught a group of teens that uh, I was with mm. to meditate with with pop music. Right, right. <laughs> because he was trying to reach those kids. Right. You know, in many ways we could say, you know, that's not a very good technique. But well, there were some kids there that when it was over didn't even come back to... The, right. they, they were in this thing they were in it yeah so something was working for them Mm -hmm. well because in the end it's not really the technique right the technique is like the entry point Mm -hmm. right right the the technique is like the entry point to something so much bigger Mm -hmm. than whatever of course yeah portal is yeah it's like the raft yeah. The Buddha called yeah. it. Said, "Don't get attached to the um, yeah. to the um, the technique or any of these yeah. jhanas, especially because if yeah. you get attached to the jhanas and you think, oh, because you're not the jhana, that's not yes. the ultimate release is beyond mind and matter yeah. in Buddhism, according to Buddhism. So, mm-hmm. if you if you get attached um, to any of these states, yeah, um, yeah, you won't go past. You won't mm-hmm. you won't achieve." Uh, I love that. I mean, I love how this loops around to your whole life. Right. Right. Yeah. It's attachment. Attachment is is the part that, yeah. Well, because otherwise... You want to just let it go. (laughs) Because there's something interesting about patterning, right? Like, if we do the same pattern over and over and over and over and over, like at some point that can get so hardened in our brain that it's not spontaneous anymore. You know, like it's not as alive. Exactly. Like Absolutely. Human... No, it's programming. Yeah. That's it's, right. Now we're living that's on right. programming, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, according to this. Uh, I mean, the Buddhist teaching. Basically, the the conscious mind is a clear slate. Yeah. It's completely clear. Yeah. But it's every second bombarded by. Yeah. The stuff by our karma. It's constantly coming up, and that's what we're. Yeah. 
that's Terry. Yeah, 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 right, <laughs> right? right. So, so it's making it more wholesome and cultivating um, happiness and uh -huh. peace. And, and the, to, to get into the first jhana, you can verbalize. You can say, may I be happy, may mm -hmm. I be peaceful, may I be always content, may my body be relaxed. And mm -hmm. think beautiful thoughts to yourself. And after a short time, you start feeling that way. Yeah. And I would imagine that for many people, you know, you'd feel a resistance on many days to saying those things or even wanting those things because if your ego is, is stuck in something, mm -hmm. but then that's the invitation is for that to come up, what what you're sticking mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. What part of me doesn't want to be happy right now? Yeah, absolutely. So that's what you're meeting in that meditation? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of joy and happiness inside you know like what jesus said the kingdom of heaven is inside and it is the buddha taught the same thing the kingdom of all the heavenly realms are right inside mm -hmm. but it's uh it's our own defilements our own greed hatred delusion that get in the way so do you think that everyone's always happy in the kingdom of heaven <laughs> because this is always like my, this this is always my pondering because for me this is just also share for me is like when i <laughs> when i go into meditation with but uh, but this is just my process is with this like i should be happy or i should you know cultivate that i notice for me that gets in the way but when i just allow like today I look mad or today when I just like allow all that, somehow I still end up feeling good. Like mm -hmm. it's like somehow that all yeah, leads you, to that or something. Sure. I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of stories on Buddhism. Like I, right. I know a bunch of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> so when you talk about the heaven, like um, in the Buddhist tradition, the, what the Christians call heaven, uh -huh. in the Buddhist tradition, there are heavens. There are many different heavens. There's, yeah. Um, that you can go to um, if you live a good life, you know, if you, you, your karma will take you to a good place. What you cultivate, sort of. Yeah, you, if, you, if, yeah. You, if you treat people nice and you're a kind person, you're going to have a better chance than somebody that, you know, stomped on people his whole life. You'll have yeah. a better place to go to. Your karma's not going to be that good if you treat people bad all the time, mm. you know. Um, but Nibbana is the ultimate release mm -hmm. in Buddhism that they say there's no, it's beyond mind and matter. Yeah. So the Christian heavenly realms are not beyond mind and matter. Uh -huh. They are very fine material realms. Right. So, yes. so that they're, yes. they exist, all those heavens, there's those heavens that exist and they're very beautiful places, but the, Buddha, the, Buddha, the Buddha actually went to those places to teach them. Mm -hmm. um, um, I can't remember the one... Uh, Buddy that was uh, one of the one of the divas that that he went to teach, but uh, you know, they're all wrapped up in their their pleasures mm -hmm. up there too. <laughs> I've heard these, I've heard these stories too about the angels coming to the Buddha to say, "Hey, like I've been having this great existence, like feeling really good, yeah. but like I'm not fully awake, like I'm not fully." Well, that's free. what he tells them usually. Uh -huh. Like you know, this isn't permanent. Yeah. Because you start thinking it's such a long life. The uh -huh. heavenly life is can be eons and eons, but right. it's a yeah, it's a it's not permanent. So, so it's it's almost like that that place is beyond happiness or like any of these concepts. Yeah, the, the, you, you can't. I mean, I haven't experienced nibbana, so you have to experience it to mm -hmm. to uh, 
to to know what it is. Mm-hmm. And then you can't you don't know you're experiencing it until you come back into mm-hmm. a lower state and you come back into your mind and you go, "Oh, then you can remember it." Yeah. But you can't explain it because it's something beyond mind and matter, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. So have you had glimpses of that experience through meditating? I've, well, I haven't I've had some very interesting meditations. (laughs) (laughs) I had uh, one meditation where I, uh, I mean, there's lots of times where you just, main thing is you come to a beautiful place of peace inside after a tumultuous day out in the world. Sometimes you can just go home and, you know, meditate and find peace inside. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's good enough for me, you know, (laughs) but there are, there are these jhanas that are very deep states that, um, um, yeah, on my second Vipassana course, I went into a very heavenly realm. Mm -hmm. It was unbelievable. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was, uh, I sat down to sit and uh, to meditate, and I don't remember what happened the whole sit. So for all I know, I might have gone into Nibbana. I don't know, but... I have no idea where I went for the whole hour mm-hmm. because the whole hour, as you know, their hour sits. Yeah. And I, uh, I sat down and I was still, I was watching my breath at the tip of the nostril and um, yeah, sat there for the whole hour. Don't have a clue where I was. I was not there. Then the only thing I remember was the lunch bell went. It was 11 o'clock. And the bell went, and I came in, into my consciousness. So somehow my consciousness had gone somewhere. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. I have no idea how to explain it. But when I came into my consciousness, I had a visual of my body from here to here. And it was... Um, the only way I could explain it is... Uh, it was... Uh, there was a shield of light around my my body. It was like a... a like about a quarter-inch shield of purple and gold lights. Mm. Like it was all little purple lights, little yet gold lights all made <laughs> up this shield yeah. around my body. And uh, it just, I mean, it was, the feeling was just mm. out of this world. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, like a glimpse of But of that's a glimpse of, yeah. of, of purity, of mm-hmm. a very, very peaceful state, you know. It was <gasps> extreme, uh, extremely peaceful. And I've never, ever experienced something like that again. That was my deepest state that I ever experienced. Um, and uh, You went back 18 more times to try. <laughs> I kept looking for it. <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah. actually that, that going into that, you know, state I, was way too much for me mm-hmm. because it was worse than, you know, losing the love of your life uh-huh. you know it was you yeah. you know once it's gone yeah. it's yeah. like what yeah you know i'm yeah. stuck I in went, this human uh, yeah. hell <laughs> i know eh? and i went through hell after that for a long time uh-huh. i really did yeah. i went through uh, all my meditations were hell yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so maybe it brought up the hell inside me i don't know yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um yeah i mean as far as more recent, I mean, that was like 20 years ago. With this practice, it's called the aware jhanas. So in that jhana, I wasn't aware. I had gone into a very deep jhana, and 
with it with Vipassana, they teach the unaware jhanas. You go into them, but you're not. Someone can come and hit you, and you don't even know. You're not. You're not aware. But with these, mm-hmm. with this technique that uh, this guy named Vimala Ramsey uh, teaches, you're the, they're the aware jhanas. You stay aware the whole time. Yeah. You're never going. You're never trying to focus so hard that your mind gets. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. it's staying aware all the time. Which, when when I think about that that makes me think it's easier to integrate if you're aware all the time. Like when, just from what I know about physiology and the brain mm-hmm. and it helps things integrate yeah. better. Right. Yeah. So that yeah, because it's, it's what Terry was saying earlier uh-huh. about it. Right. Um, he was explaining the, uh-huh. the struggle with the past uh-huh. and why it didn't allow for the integration. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. the thing is that, um, with this technique, whether I'm doing the breath or whether I'm doing the the um, loving kindness meditation, uh-huh. both of those meditations in this technique, when you're doing the breath and you're watching your mind, you're sensitive to your mind. Yeah, the mind just becomes happy. Right. Like yeah. With this new technique, the mind becomes really happy, way easier. Yeah. And it becomes content, and the monkey mind isn't going all over the place anymore because yeah. it's content. It's happy. Yeah. It feels good. It wants yeah. to be there. It likes the. It likes loving kindness. Yeah. The I monkey know. mind likes the. Like one teacher that said, uh, like the guy Nelson, the guy that came out and taught that course at my place. Um, he uh, he says the monkey mind is, uh, or uh, loving kindness is like bananas for the monkey mind. They mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. The monkey mind loves it. It just is like, whoosh. the mind just shuts up. In this in this technique, with vipassana, the mind very rarely. Yeah. would ever stop it was always like did you find that too that it was uh the mind was always chatting you know um, chit chatter no i with the found, monkey mind i found after a few days my mind was off mm. right well yeah but i mean i didn't maintain the practice so. right <laughs> well yeah well yeah. i mean <clears throat> for me i know anytime i'm like in a mind state when i'm meditating of like I've got to get my mind to stop or like any kind of like meanness towards my mind. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like that. No. My mind's like, now I'm really stressed out and I'm going to try to figure out <laughs> something. something. Yeah. And then I always find like the minute that I start to just be like, oh, mind, you're so great. And like, <laughs> right. you help me so much. And like, if I go into that, it like instantly feels better. And yeah, then you're like starting not... to send it good vibrations, yeah. good feelings. Yeah. And then it's not trying good to figure intentions, anything yeah. out because it makes mm-hmm. sense. It's like the minute you say to something, you should be different. It's going to start to work really hard. Right. right? But I would say like Vipassana isn't necessarily that you're telling your mind not to be on. It's sort of like a, it's, it's like you're focusing your mind. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is, yeah, first the breath. You're focusing on just the sensations of your breath going in and out of your nostrils. And then on, I think on day four, they switch to you moving through your body and paying attention to what's happening in your body. So it's not that you're saying no thoughts, no thoughts, no thoughts. It's that you're saying what's happening here? Oh, what's happening here? I'm touching my body as I'm saying this. Mm-hmm. What's happening here? What's happening here? And you're just kind of keeping your attention moving through your right. body and noticing. Yet, I I see how that, in a way, it's sort of like taking a little child and saying, oh, you're feeling an emotion? No, no, look over here. No, oh, oh, no, oh look over here. Look over here. Right? Like, it's, yes, it's yes. still not paying attention necessarily to, as you say, to the integrative it. process of what's right. actually going on inside of me. Uh-huh. 
but I don't think it's meant for that. Yeah. It's meant for you training your mind to be focused right. and quiet in another the technique itself in a certain way yeah yeah i think the difference is like that you're not forcing with like at vipassana you i found you're you're forcing you you you're one pointing you're you're trying mm -hmm. to make the mind stay here mm -hmm. for three days mm -hmm. and then you're you're taking it around your body and you're, you're yeah it's like a wrestle match the first you're pinpointing sure. you know? although you know what i'd be interested about and this is just from me because i'm a therapist so i'm working with different consciousnesses all the mm -hmm. time right and it'd be so fascinating because I bet with each, it's like when I'm working with people and I'm helping them repattern, it's like every person needs something different. Mm -hmm. right. So it's like, it's like another person, whatever their unique patterning is, <laughs> like that, that technique might not make them force. Like it might be the thing that like drops them into relaxing, you mm -hmm. know, and then another person's going to go into it and, in you know, like this is the mm -hmm. interesting thing about meditation, why there's such a wide array because it kind of depends on what our our makeup is, mm -hmm. what our pattern, of course, yeah. right, or what yes. our as to like. And when I think of my my path too, like at different times, it's been different things, right? Like that based mm -hmm. on wherever I'm at and my my like repatterning or my awakening yeah. or my shedding or whatever is going on, is like I need something different, yeah, to find that space. I love that. It's like you're offering. Uh, it's like it reminds me of what we do with unschooling. It's like you right. just keep making offerings to right. the child, going, right. "Hey, how about this? <laughs> right. No? Oh, hey, how about this? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, how about this? And yeah. then they, then you, they're learning about themselves, right. just as we're learning about ourselves. Yes. And how we make sense of our minds and our yes. bodies, right? Yeah. Well, and it, one of the things that has been like coming up in my mind too is. I don't know, like the, in this meditative space, you know, when we go into this space, we're kind of like tapping in, or this has been my experience. It's like I'm tapping in, even if I'm not like conscious of it, to the collective field of meditation, you know? And I've, I've had lots of experiences where while I'm meditating, I start doing certain things or like saying certain sounds or something. And then someone comes along and they're like, oh, that's this like whatever mudra or oh, that's this whatever practice. And like, I don't know that, but I'm just doing it. And I just feel like this wisdom is like in us, mm -hmm. you know, is like available. Like mm -hmm. all these wisdoms, they're there. Mm -hmm. um, if we can listen. Yeah. And then someone comes over and says, oh, hey, this is the container of what you've been doing. Right, right. <laughs> or this is, Here's yeah. the label. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. watch that though in my office a lot, mm -hmm. like where people just moving their bodies are doing these really ancient movements or postures or things without knowing, but it's like actually quite innate in us. It feels like, like it's an innate wisdom knowing. Uh -huh. I've had therapy sessions like that. Very will attest to it. We've had couple sessions where I've literally gone into trances and like right. given birth. And right. Stuff. right. <laughs> like, yeah. like crazy stuff just happens with your body to process yeah. your experience. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting to bring to a meditation standpoint of uh -huh. what exactly are we doing in meditation yeah. and and the purpose of it too yeah. for for each person yeah the purpose mm -hmm. and it, it almost feels like it's a more a state and then there's all these different ways that we access it or we be with it or we work with it mm. i don't know 
I don't know if that's the answer, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just be a wild exploration of various states? I, I don't know if there needs to be a specific answer. You know? yeah. yeah. For you, that was the That, that was that the, works, an yeah. experience, yeah. 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 Mm. I know Zen has been a big one for me, too. I didn't know that's what I was doing, but the Zen of just, like, just being with something mm. over and over again. I give an example. Like if I had a block come up, like some of these, like you were describing, I can't remember the word you used, but a distraction. Distraction. Then I just keep being present with that distraction, like for a, like over and over and over. Oh. And it just starts to unpeel itself. And uh -huh. I don't have to do anything. I just keep being with it and being with it and yes. being with it. And it just starts to peel, the layers peel away. And then eventually is gone just by me like, Mm -hmm. focusing on it mm -hmm. and not trying to do anything not trying to understand it not trying to but just being with it yeah and it's like I love that yeah <laughs> yeah I've done that before too uh -huh. and I've done that like I first started doing that through writing and it was oh. I can't remember the name of the technique it was like parasipotive technique or something <laughs> but you would write about, you know, if there's something that's gripping you in the day like a trigger or just you feeling something in your body you just start writing yeah this is what I'm feeling. And then you take the other standpoint and say, why? Da, 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 da. And Ooh. then you go, well, because this and this and this and this. <laughs> and well, why? And, and then it feels like this and this and this and this. Uh -huh. well, why? And you just keep going until it just sort of dissipates. Uh -huh. And you, the whole process is that you're just teasing it apart to the point where you're like, oh, it's just nothing. <laughs> uh -huh. Right, right, right. But yeah. you can do that without the writing, just uh -huh. through your awareness and, and focus, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what Zen Zen is. is yeah, it's just like it's it's just this. So uh -huh. it's, whether it's you know right. some emotion, it's a negative emotion, or some whether it's some pain or anything, you know, it's not permanent. It's uh -huh. not something that's going to last. Some you know, it's a yeah. Vimla Ramsey always says that it's just this. It's just set it over here, you know. <laughs> it's mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. That's it. Reminds me of a time too that. I woke up in the night and there was this entity in the room uh -huh. and it was a dark entity and I took all my forces of <laughs> what, what, was what? it him? Oh, yes. <laughs> was it, it, was our, it was our engineer <laughs> and I took all my forces of light of all the powerful people that I knew and I aimed it at it and it just burst it apart and Holy it, I think it was teaching me that that's what you can do uh -huh. with anything that you're carrying. Uh -huh. It's sort of about focusing and intentioning mm. and allowing it to break apart. But without um, trying, hey, we'll loop back to the trying. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's sort of like a gathering and a focusing and allowing that it's there and that it can release itself. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you don't want to fight it Allowing. or push it or, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, as far as in the mind stuff, you know, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. let it be. And like you're saying, you don't, you just let it be there. Mm -hmm. And the love and kindness is, mm -hmm. is sort of what your arrow yeah. is, hey? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Huh. And then sometimes 
I can't help it. And I'm like pushing and, <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to be what? with the pushing. Oh. And then I'd be with the pushing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pushing this away. Okay. I'm pushing this away. Yeah. That's Watching what... the pushing it away. <laughs> Watching the wi- wishing that this wasn't happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's the meta awareness. Hey? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's one thing about the meta in the, in the smiling in the, in the smiling yeah. meditation and stuff is that it's easy to take it downtown. What do you mean? I mean, it's an easy to, um, it's easy to, like when you're meditating on loving kindness and you feel that in your life, the idea is to continue it in you, continue your meditation throughout the day, not, right. not to get so, mm-hmm. such a, um, a strong line between your your daily life and your meditation. Oh, yeah, totally. So, with the loving kindness meditation, it's it's pretty natural, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and what a good yeah. thing for the world to to yeah. to practice that. And you wouldn't. I mean, when I first started practicing it in Vipassana, you practice it at the end of your sit for five minutes, maybe. And I didn't used to practice it that much because I was like, they say if you have any kind of a ache or if you have any tension in your body you're not set to do loving kindness meditation and but with this uh, practice you just practice it you know you practice may i be happy may i be peaceful may i be loving and mm-hmm. and it starts to feel that way and you, mm-hmm. you start it you can cultivate it mm-hmm. basically you can cultivate it into your life and you're reminding me also mm-hmm. as well terry that meditation isn't just sitting no, no, no. <laughs> like um I don't, I, I took me a long time to learn. I think it was when I had children that I started to realize I don't have time to sit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could, I could maybe, you know, put someone in a playpen and see if I can sit right. and meditate, but it's got to be on the fly. Like the meditation mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. to be when I'm changing the diaper or when I'm chopping right. the carrots or when I'm washing the dish mm-hmm. and bringing that into your day of of mindfully bringing that constantly in your life. I mean, another good way is with breathing. Like I've had days where I, I wake up and I go, okay, this entire day, mm. I'm going to be aware of every single mm. breath. Have you ever done right. that, Courtney? And, and how did that go? <laughs> yeah, I managed to do it. What? I, I did, yeah. I actually, I remember telling my friend. That's, it was, that's impressive. It was, it was impressive. It was a long time ago, but I remember telling my friend when I met her, it was about three o'clock and I said, I've been br- noticing every breath all day <laughs> she said what? really i can't do that man it's just no way yeah but i think you know and another thing that's really handy is they've got apps now that will have little buzzers on your phone that will mm. alarm you every so often so if you're trying to be aware and mm-hmm. meditate all day you can have a buzzer vibrating in your pocket uh-huh. and right. then so say maybe you set it for every hour to start and then, you know, you're, oh, yeah, meditate. And then you're just, you know, become aware. And, oh, what am I thinking? What am I smelling? What am I, what's happening? And then, and then you try to stay with it and maybe stay with it for 30 seconds. And then the next hour it goes off and you mm-hmm. come back, oh, yeah, awareness, I'm here. Mm-hmm. But then as you get better, you can just put the timer closer and closer and closer mm-hmm. and closer until you don't need the timer anymore, right? Mm-hmm. You're just there on some days. <laughs> I mean, I feel like what you're talking about is so important for integration, Ah, you know, like uh, integration yeah. of of mm. 
That's something I've noticed in with my clients. Sometimes it can be a really big challenge for people is if they're having all these really elated spiritual states in their meditation and then feeling more and more disconnected mm-hmm. from life because yeah. <clears throat> the feeling is the second I leave that space, I'm back in something totally different. Right. And, and you know, this can happen with retreats and things too, right? Where somebody's like, oh, when I'm at the retreat, I'm sure this happens with Vipassana, mm-hmm. you know, I'm at the, but then I go back to my life and very quickly... I have a hard time finding unless I'm back in the, you know, Mm -hmm. and this is where I feel like it's like bringing that meditation to life. Yeah. Every moment to every moment. And I, I, so that you're it's not a state you leave. It's actually like a state you're constantly in. Yeah. I would define that as just integrated living. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like meditative living. That's where the smiling is good because Mm -hmm. when you, when, when the smiling is, is what you're meditating on. Uh-huh. The happiness, the love, you're smiling. Mm-hmm. You keep a smile on your face the whole time in the right. meditation. Then when you go out, right. you're like, oh, smile. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah, because you have to be conscious that those muscles are working. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 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 So That's why uh... you've got those great wrinkles there, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I love your teeth. Yeah. Did, you, did, you, did you notice? You got beautiful. Remember last time you saw me, there was one missing there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you got it all. Now you can really beam those. Yeah. I, I remember the last time when we, when we ran into... Yeah, the tooth was gone. And you guys had... Uh, just come from a meditation, uh, right? You, you, and, and two of your friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah, and yeah. I noticed um, just how smiley all three uh, of you were. Uh-huh. Okay, it was yeah. so apparent. Yeah, we like, ran into wow, Terry. These guys are just so wow. <laughs> yeah, you were so inspiring. We ran into Terry and two guys, and they had just they were just beams of light after Aww. that. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, Aww. yeah, it is really powerful because you know when we started this talk, I thought, oh, I'm worried people are listening, going, this sounds really grilling, and how or if I going to incorporate this into my life uh-huh. if people listening haven't had a meditation practice mm. or just are wondering about it. That it doesn't have to be so no. daunting, and yeah. if and I think that's where like meditation, <laughs> like that word can be like, I don't know, it holds a lot of mm-hmm. meaning in our, you yeah. know. But I always love it when I'm working with people where I'm like, like meditation can be as simple as you're driving in your car and you're noticing the feeling of the chair under you. Yeah. That's you're right. Noticing being like, just being aware. Uh, like, just being, and then and yeah. then all of a sudden it takes it from this big like whoa <clears throat> like thing it's actually so simple mm-hmm. like the simplicity of it you yeah. know and it's like actually very relatable yeah it's really it just brings you home right uh-huh. it brings you into yourself and going oh like this is enough this yeah. chair on my bum is enough yeah right yeah totally <laughs> totally yeah totally i can be enlightened from the feeling from of this. this place i know and there's nothing better like for me it's been such a to just know that whatever's going on in my life, like that state is right here. Yeah. Like it's right here. I'm right here. No matter what's going on. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's like the most amazing, mm, what is it? I mean, that is self love. I suppose that self love is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to love yourself before you can love anybody else. Right. So. Yeah. 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 Aw, self-love is such a good place to end. (laughs) (laughs) Meditation. Meditation. Meditation.